Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Welcome to another episode of She Is Wise. My name is Ellie Bell and my fabulous, wonderful business partner, Erin Hodgson, chose today's topic. So I'm going to hand it straight over to her to talk about. But I have to warn you, she has got a soapbox and she is not afraid to use it. So uh, Erin, what are we talking about today, my friend? Well, (laughs) thanks, Ellie, for being so uh, effusive in your intro. The topic that we want to talk about today or that I want to talk about and that you're going to listen to is around that toxic positivity that's out there in the world and spiritual gaslighting. Uh, and I think the it's something that has come up for me a lot of late. It's something that I've seen a lot of late. Um, there's... There's a lot of people, I think, out in like the mainstream spiritual space, we'll say, right? The the people who have laid the groundwork for spiritual conversation and who have gone forward and provided all of their um, wisdom and knowledge, who have then gone and almost made it impossible for us to admit that we're human, right? Like we have this thing where because we're human, shit happens all the time uh, and life happens and it's it's one of those things where I think we get into this space where we're like oh well it's really important that it's really important that we stay grateful and that we raise our vibration and that's all we need to do to, to feel better about things well fuck that like sometimes I just want to be fucking angry Right. Sometimes I'm so mired in grief that I actually physically can't move. And you can't tell me that being grateful is going to drag me out of that. It's so much bigger than that. Right. But we have all of these messages out there saying like, oh, you know, you've just got to do this and you've just got to do that. And if you do this every day, you'll be on your way to stardom. It doesn't work like that. Like we are still human. 
And I think the the challenge for me and the reason that I added this to our list of ideas to talk about is that I've seen a lot lately um, people talking about those kinds of things, but also that whole like, you know, if you don't have a successful morning routine, you'll only go so far. Oh man, I hear you on that one. And my morning routine at the moment, not going to lie, is whatever it can be because it's survival, man. <laughs> oh, totally. And and every week I'm like, this is the week I'm going to my morning routine. I'm going to yeah. get up at six and I'm going to have at least half an hour of, you know, meditation and intention setting time. And I'm going to journal every day and I'm going to really connect and all of those things. And then my children wake up or they didn't sleep. And so then I didn't sleep. So then at six o'clock alarm goes and I'm like, yeah, screw that. I'm yeah. totally sleeping the a little bit longer. The world does not need to see this. No, yeah. Absolutely not. And then it's complete chaos trying to get kids ready for school and all of those things. And then all of a sudden it's sort of quarter to nine and it's like, right, okay, now the day starts. <laughs> you just yeah. Think, Unless I got up at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning, there is no time for my morning routine at the moment. And I know exactly what you mean. There are all these amazing gurus out there who are like, oh, you've got to have a morning routine. And if you don't, then, you know, you're never going to be successful. Yeah, It, it just feels like they're setting us up for failure because what happens if you can't do it? Right. Right. And what's interesting is that I think like if you look at some of the big names in the spiritual space, they do live very specific ways that I think in and of themselves are fine but it causes women to feel deficient when their lives look like a fucking dumpster fire right next to it right and that's the thing like I remember when I first sort of started to dip my toe into the spiritual pond for want of a better phrase I was probably thrown in if I'm fair but we'll carry on um I, you know, I was like, oh, but I don't meditate every day. I don't meditate very often and I don't journal. And so how can I, how can I be spiritual and not do those things? Because every book that I read and every video that I watch and every person that I listen to on social media is telling me that those things are life-changing. So if I don't do them, a, I'm not going to change my life, but B, maybe I don't actually want to change my life. Maybe I'm quite happy just being in this shitty space. Maybe that's what I'm telling the universe because I don't do the things that these people are telling me I need to do, right? And it's just, it gets you into that spiral of hating on yourself for not doing the things that someone else has told you to do. And yet we know that those things are fantastic. And if you can do them, brilliant but I think you're right it's coming at it from a space of it's right for you not that you've been told what to do I mean I you know I'm a huge fan of journaling journaling for me has absolutely changed the direction of my life it helps me sort out my thoughts it it does all of those things I don't do it every single day I would love to but I simply cannot fit it in and I said to Erin yesterday when we were chatting um on the way to do something else because you know of trying to fit in a million and one things into a day And I just said, I just need you to find a way to extend time, because if I can extend time, then I might be able to fit in all the things that I want to do, as well as all the things that I need to be doing for keeping children alive and schools and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, but it does it. And I think that's almost one of the challenges that we have is we've been told we can have everything. And we've done a whole podcast about this and we've been told we should be grateful for everything. 
but then actually sometimes it is just all a bit bloody difficult and <laughs> being told that it shouldn't be or that all you need to do is sit on a cushion and arm and you'll be fine I don't think it's very helpful um, and it certainly hasn't helped me and sometimes it's okay just to be okay with the fact that you're not okay like it's you know, an every video game has survival mode exactly and that's sometimes what life looks like we're not advocating stay in that space forever but if you need to be in that space for a wee while then be in that space but know that by acknowledging that you're in that space not just ignoring it and pretending nothing you know that it's absolutely everything's fine I'm totally fine I'm absolutely fine if not we're not saying that I mean, if you need to do that to others, great, but you need to be acknowledging to yourself that things aren't great because there is the opportunity to actually use what you're going through as a way to explore and expand on whatever you want to be doing. Yeah. But it's okay to just not be okay for a wee while. Like I had a day, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember, recently, where we had a whole load of things planned to do and we got all of this stuff. And the wheels before. fell off before we even and got the going. Wheels, <laughs> the wheels completely fell off. And I just, I basically said, I have got to go and just be on my own somewhere. I just, I cannot, I just need to shut down for a couple of hours before I have to pick the kids up from school because otherwise... I am not coping. Like, I'm not coping with life at the moment. This is what I need. And thankfully, you were incredibly kind and caring and said, just go and you'll be absolutely <laughs> what fucking useless to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have forced me, but it, we wouldn't have got very far. But what I'm saying is that but for me to admit that, that was massive because normally I would just push on. I would just keep going and, and get on with it. So to be able to just actually be in such a mess and just own it meant that I was able to get through it a damn sight quicker than if I just pushed through yeah you know I had a day of feeling really shitty and then I tried to be a bit shitty on Saturday morning and then I realized by about mid-morning that actually it wasn't helping anybody and it was an opportunity to you know move forward and I was able to but if I hadn't done that you know I'd probably still be sitting in it now and that's the toxic positivity part of it right Mm. oh love and light love and light yeah oh my dog just died love and light Mm. really Like I understand the concept, I really do, and I think there is a place for it, but there is also a place for holy shit, you're in the mud. Like you're knee deep in the mud, and if you need me to stand there with you, I will, right? I think that is really important too. I don't think for for every light there is dark. Without the dark, the light doesn't exist, right? It's just what it is. And I think that's something that we need to be better with is acknowledging that actually as humans, regardless of the spiritual self, as humans, there is that yin and yang, that masculine and feminine, that light and dark. And if we don't acknowledge both halves of that, if we just try and stay in the light all the time, it's not going to serve us, right? You need that contrast in order to know what the light brings. And well, that's the thing. If you don't have a bad day, how do you know what a good day is? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if you never have a bad day, are your good days really good or are they just okay? Mm. Right? That if a tree falls in the wood, does anyone hear it? I mean, these are yeah. huge oh, yeah. questions. Yeah, peas in a wood. Does anybody <laughs> does it did it really happen? Um, yeah. I th- I think the other thing that you um touched on around the morning routine, just going back a couple of points, is you know, we are told it needs to look like this. And the great irony for me in that situation is that we're encouraged to connect to the feminine by setting up a masculine structure to do it. (laughs) Like, for fuck's sake, people. 
<laughs> like I don't want to sit and meditate for 10 minutes and then journal for 10 minutes and then pull a card and then do like that is a masculine structure and it doesn't feel good when I'm trying to connect to the feminine mm. to put a masculine structure in place to do it. Yeah. Like if I'm not in the mood, I ain't doing it. The closest I get to a morning routine at the moment is the moment that my alarm goes off and I lie there and I think, am I going to have any time for morning routine? Chances are no, because I think I'm already late. I will literally spend a couple of moments and I will just connect to the infinite being that is me and it's a kind of crazy little kaleidoscope of colours that sort of, you know, lives above me. And I'm just like, right, can you just be with me today? And can we just have a bit of connection? And then I'm like, right, the alarm's gone off again. I must get on with life. And that yeah. is literally as much as I've got at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, And actually, that's perfectly okay. Mm. Right? Like that has to be okay. Because you can't yeah. have more if there's no space for it. Yeah. And so there's no point sitting there berating yourself for not having more. And, and I think that's something that's really important. For me, my, any morning routine that I have, any morning routine, starts at nine o'clock when my kids are out the fucking door, man. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like my children are morning people and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're up at like 5.30 in the morning, I'm like, holy fuck, go back to bed. Like get out of my space. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I never, like I could probably count on all of my fingers and toes in the entire lifetime of my two children, one of whom is 10 and a half, I could probably count how many times I've been the first one up and had at least 20 minutes to myself. Like it just doesn't happen, right? And so trying to set myself up with a morning routine where I get up and I journal and I meditate and all of those things, I am setting myself up to fail the very first day. That doesn't feel good. So I'm much more inclined to say, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to doing some form of spiritual practice today. Sometimes that's walking to collect my kids from school at three o'clock in the afternoon, barefoot on the grass, because that's the first time that I've actually had a chance to do anything remotely close to connection. Hmm. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. On those days, I have a whole pile of compassion for myself because I clearly have had a really busy day of doing or a really shitty day. Either one, probably both. <laughs> probably both for someone who doesn't do well. Yeah, I was going to say oh. <laughs> a day of doing um, yeah. a business partner. Is this the one I know? And yeah. Love? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's really important. But if I went and then referenced a book by, you know, Gabby Bernstein or something by Rebecca Campbell or some of the other big names that are out there, I'd probably read that and go, fuck, I'm really not doing very well at this. Yeah. Right. And, and that's toxic. Mm. Spirituality and spiritual connection and being connected to who we are as spiritual beings having a human experience that is not about saying I've ticked this box and this box and this box and this box. And it is not about saying I can only be in this vibration or above. I can never go below it. If I do, then I'm clearly not doing it right. We are human. We are flawed. We feel things. And I've heard you say a million times, and I hope I hear it many, 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 many more. We have to feel our feelings, yeah, right? Do. Even when they're shitty heavy, hard, hurtful feelings, 
we have to feel our feelings. Mm-hmm. And sitting there and saying, well, oh, you can't, you know, you can't be angry because actually like life's great and you should be grateful for what you have and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, but I just found out that, you know, I've got a $5,000 tax bill that I can't pay. Right. And that feels really, really, really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Right? That's not my ca- that's not my situation, just for the record. But <laughs> if it was right now, I'm fairly certain my wife would be like probably trying to kill me in my sleep. With the life insurance. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I think we need to get more conscious of how we speak about that stuff and how we show up for others around that stuff. You had a day last week where you absolutely crumbled and were like on the floor in a puddle it was fucking awful to watch and really awful to witness but it was also really powerful to be able to say to you it's okay that you're there when you're ready to get back up I'll be here and actually having somebody who was able to do that was incredible and you know I am very lucky I've got some incredibly good friends who are very very supportive and I think when you live overseas away from your family like your friends become your family they become the people who pick you up when things are really difficult but I have to say at that particular moment man if I could have magicked myself back to see my mum oh I would have done I would have done in an instant because it was it was that it was that crappy but actually, like I said, it, it was a feeling that I had to feel and I had to go through in order to make the progress that, that I need yeah. to make. It was it's something that needed working through. And, you know, we're, we're doing that. But you're right. There is so much out there. And, you know, there are a lot of people who I think say that, you know, you've got to be in this high vibration. But we are starting to see a bit more vulnerability. And there is a bit more talk about the fact that when things are not good, it's OK to feel them. But we need to be okay with that all the time. We need to be okay with not being okay. We need to be okay with having a crap day and calling it for what it is. And, you know, those moments when our children literally will not do anything that we want them to. And it's just like, oh, my God, am I failing at life at the moment? And it feels so hard that it's kind of like being able to validate that it's okay to feel the way you do is really, really important. And then if you can get through that, I mean, I love gratitude. I think gratitude is an amazing gift to have and to be able to, at the end of the day, look back on a day that has been generally pretty shit and still be able to find something, to force yourself to find a glimmer of something good in it is really powerful and really important. But when you're in the weeds, when the shit has just hit the fan, yeah, I'm all for just feel it, okay? Don't don't worry about all the other stuff. You don't forget about your vibration, forget about all of that. You've got time for that. Just yeah. feel where you are. Be where you are at this moment because that's where you need to be. You've got to be in it to, to be able to get out of it, so yeah. to speak. I think the other thing is, as well, though, is that it's about where do we accept responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're having a shitty day, if something's gone wrong and you're, you know, in the weeds and you're trying to navigate a way out of it, you don't have to sit there and take responsibility for being there. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be your fault. It's not that you've done something wrong that has caused you to be there, but that's where we go to. Yeah. Right. And actually what we need to do is we need to take responsibility for getting ourselves back out. That's where we place the responsibility. If I choose to sit in this wounded energy and be triggered and be, you know, stuck and feel sorry for myself, then I'll be responsible for that. But if I choose to be activated and get ready to step back into my own power and change things for myself, 
that's what I'm responsible for here. I'm not responsible for getting myself into this situation because life happens. And I think that's where the, the, the piece of not being judgmental is really important. Like how many of us, as soon as we're in the, you know, the situation that doesn't feel good, it's like, oh, well, I didn't do this and I've done this. And, you know, we start berating ourselves and judging everything that's going on, judging the people who've put it like, you know, there's just judgment, blame and all of those things you know they're, they're not particularly helpful because they are low vibration and they they do bring us down but they're also human emotions that you are going to feel so don't don't be angry at yourself for feeling them just like accept that they're there and then look to how you can move through them like I think you're right with the, that sort of toxic positivity it's almost about ignoring those feelings and pretending they don't exist whereas they do and they have to and they have a purpose like they have a reason for for existing if for no other point is to help us move forward and decide how we want to feel and how we want to do things differently but everything we feel is valid everything that you're going through is valid and being able to take a moment where you actually just like feel it you'll get through it a lot quicker than if you just try and push it down and ignore it because all that does is just it's like you know shoving a big pile of shit down a tube and keep filling it up it's going to come out at some stage much better to just not put it in that's an endearing analogy thanks i know right (laughs) um enjoy that one on that that one away and think about it (laughs) um yeah i mean i i think the the other part of it i guess is like we all have that friend or family member who when they ask if we're okay or you know how are you doing we can be brutally honest we need to expand that. Yeah. Right. With ourselves as much as with everybody around us. Mm. Like I purposely will ask someone, how are you at the moment? And when they're like, oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, cool. So you're okay. How are you really? Mm. Like what's going on for you at the moment? Tell me where you're at. Because it's important that we don't just allow those old behaviors those conditioned behaviors of I couldn't possibly make a wave here because I can't control it once it's out Mm. we have to change those behaviors if you ask me how I am chances are I'm going to do exactly what I said not to do just then (laughs) but I also know is this a do as you say not to do as you do (laughs) absolutely everything is but I also know that when I say to you, yeah, I'm all right, the next thing will be, how are you really? <laughs> right? If I didn't know that, I'd probably be more honest the first time. <laughs> yeah, through that. So you just prolong it, don't you? You just Pretty like much. give you the opportunity. Pretty to, much. I'm like, like how are you really? I know that Ellie's a dog with a bone <laughs> and I'm not ready for that yet, so just stay at arm's length for another minute. Yeah, um, I was going to say, and that works really well. <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing about that is that you will ask me how I am and I respond immediately. I don't take time to check in with myself about that and then tell you. If I yeah. took the time to check in, I probably wouldn't say that I'm right every time. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm fucking phenomenal. Thanks for asking. But you already knew that. But it is true, <laughs> isn't it, that we do just like how many people say, yeah, I'm fine. And yeah. then it's like, actually, the reason I'm, yeah, saying, I'm, I'm not fine in the slightest, but the person I'm talking to does not genuinely care how I am mm-hmm. like I'm just they're just asking because it's the polite thing to do and I'm responding because it's the polite thing to do because yeah. when you actually go you know what I'm utter shit today yeah they're like 
um okay great not sure how to deal with this so now it's really awkward and I wish I hadn't asked that question yeah (laughs) oh well at least the sun's shining yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly great yeah um no you're absolutely right we need to get more honest with our responses and stuff like that I mean what I would love to do is be able to perhaps hide how I really felt so that it wasn't quite so blatantly obvious to anyone who beats me how I really feel so I'm sure that doesn't always make anyone feel very comfortable but you know Never mind. But we don't <laughs> we don't live our lives to make other people comfortable. Oh, and but we, we do. We shouldn't. But we shouldn't. Yeah. Right. By doing that, what we are saying is how you feel is more important than how I feel. But and that's what society has told me I should do and think about and care about. <laughs> yeah. And you should give society the great big fucking middle finger <laughs> and say, actually, how I feel is not less important than how you feel and like again it goes back to that binary concept of like if you're here I have to be above or below you I can't be right next to you Mm. right it's perfectly okay for me to say I feel really shit today and for you to feel shit about that yeah that's perfectly okay doesn't mean I'm dragging you down doesn't mean that I'm asking you to stand in that shit with me just means that I want you to acknowledge that actually I feel really shit and you feel shit about that. Mm. That's okay. That's kind of normal. You're not a sociopath. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah. Winning at life. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we paper over all of that stuff and we put like so many layers of stuff over the top of that and it's toxic. And what it creates, like if I don't, by acknowledging how I am actually doing when you ask, I'm telling you, you don't have permission to tell me how you're doing right? I'm not giving you permission to feel anything right now because I'm telling you that I don't feel anything right now. And we all, as you well know, I believe, need to feel more. So thank you for wrapping that up beautifully. In an emotional sense, not a physical sense, because (laughs) physically feeling things in people is not polite. Oh yeah, no, not physically touching feelings. No, no, no. (laughs) We're not advocating that at all. (laughs) Feel the emotional feels. (laughs) In fact, even if you don't, just let them know that it's okay for them to feel the feels. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Before we dive into a really awkward conversation and end up somewhere that I'm not. Kill it now, kill it now. Yeah, quick. Who's in charge of record? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but genuinely like this particular conversation is one that, you know, is really important, I think, for us as individuals and inside of our business, but also a wider conversation that women need to be having is it's totally okay not to be okay. It's totally okay not to have, you know, some sort of spiritual practice or whatever. We don't need to gaslight each other. We just need to witness each other for what we are and who we are in that moment. And that is what we do for each other it's what we do for our clients it's what we do for our friends and family and if that's something that you need support with reach out we're always happy to have conversations about that stuff and you know some of the work that we've done with some of our clients has been around exactly that being willing to feel and share how they feel and be open to being vulnerable around that stuff And, you know, Ellie will talk to you for about 45 hours on Brene Brown, her crazy girl crush that she's just like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Um, You know, and I'm not saying she's not amazing. I'm just saying she's not my girl crush. But she. I'm your girl crush, so don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. 
you know, like I, I think it's important. And if you are struggling with any of that concept, if you feel like you don't have someone in your life that you can be emotionally vulnerable with, or that you, you know, feel is so toxically positive that you don't have the capacity just to be, reach out. We have community and we have open doors all the time. So that's all that we really wanted to say about that. Thanks, Ellie, for engaging with my particular pet topic for the week. And uh, yeah, it was a joy and hopefully you enjoyed listening. So don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a review and all the wonderful things. And we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of She Is Wise. If you've enjoyed this content, please don't hesitate to let us know. You can drop a review on your favorite podcast platform, share with all your friends. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. To learn more about Awakening the Wise Woman and what we do in the world, head on over to awakeningthewisewoman.com. We look forward to seeing you next week.